Hey, greetings everyone. Lieutenant Colonel Allen West here and welcome to the Steadfast and Loyal Program. Well, hello, Patriots. Trebo, President, United Patriot Coin. I'm sure a lot of you have heard the story on how a $20 gold coin 100 years ago would buy a gentleman's really nice suit. And at the time we're making this video, gold sitting around $1,912 an ounce would still buy a gentleman's nice suit. But I want to take you back, maybe not that far ago, a time most of you should be able to remember the year 2000. Gold was $275 an ounce, which means if you had invested a million dollars in gold, you would be able to purchase 3,636 ounces of gold. Patriots today, at roughly $1,912 an ounce, that would be worth $6.9 million today. Just another way to encourage you to be your own bank, stay safe, be prepared, Patriots. Hey, greetings, everyone. Welcome back to the Step Fast and Lower program. You know, you hear so much talk out there right now. I mean, there's cryptocurrency and there's all kinds of different types of cryptocurrency. And you got Mr. Sam Bankman-Free going through his trial right now because of FTX or whatever the heck they were. When I was in the military, FTX meant failed training exercise. I don't know what it means as far as the Sam Bankman-Free guy. But we have the, this new thing, centralized banking, digital currency, all of these things that are going on. The most important thing that you have to start considering is what do you have to ensure your financial security? Uh, because when you look at our monetary policy right now, when you look at the Federal Reserve, what they're doing, manipulating interest rates and printing more money and things of this nature, that's not good sound monetary policy. And it has a downstream effect upon you as well. So when you turn on your TV and you see everyone talking about gold and silver, you know, I wanted to hear and know and learn more from myself. And that's why I want us to have a discussion with Trey Bo. And Trey Bo is the president of United Patriot Coin. And a little bit of a background. Trey Bo is a co-founder and president of United Patriot Coin. He is a former Navy corpsman. Corpsman is what Barack Obama called it. We won't get into that. Who served in the Battle of Mogadishu. Trey started in the precious metals industry in 1994 and climbed the ranks from client consultant to president. He is a firm believer in the power of precious metals as a financial safeguard, and he helped to found United Patriot Coin to educate investors on diversifying their portfolios through precious metals. So if you're not just investing in gold and future, he sees that you're investing in a brighter financial future. And as you know, United Patriot Coin is a sponsor of this program, and uh, I have already invested the future for my first grandson, Jackson Bernard, 
through United Patriot Coin. So I want to thank you, Trey, for taking the time to be here with us here at the Steadfast and Law Program. Thank you, Colonel, and uh, I appreciate the opportunity now, to be here. Now, first and foremost, how did you get involved? Because I think being a veteran is so important. How did you get involved? What was your impetus to join the United States Navy? Oh, well, I'm third generation, so that was family legacy. Yeah. Right, and uh, patriots to the core. So when it got to that stage in my life, I knew that's what I, you know, I needed to do. My father said that, you know, he'd have been lost without that direction, the discipline yeah. and the respect that the service can put in you. Same here. You know, my dad was in World War II. My older brother's a Marine in Vietnam. And thank you for a Navy corpsman such as yourselves, you know, treating him and taking care of him because he was wounded in a place called Quezon. So what was it that, you know, got you to transition from being a Navy corpsman into getting into the precious metals industry? Well, while I was in, I tore my ankle, the ligaments in my right ankle, and it kind of took me out of my field. I was advanced trauma life support, and mm -hmm. I was pals, EMT instructor, with, with a bum ankle, kind of took me out of, that, out of that field. And, you know, the government promises all of us veterans jobs and so forth when we get out that aren't necessarily there when we call upon them. And so I went for a little while without a job. Mm. trying to find my way in my transition from military life to civilian life. Mm -hmm. And my grandfather was a coin collector who had me write a one-page report on coins before he would give them to me for Christmas. Yeah. And then hard on my luck, I got to where I had to sell that collection. Mm. And so when I went to sell the collection, I ran into a company and they said, well, you know a lot about coins. I said, no, I know a lot about these coins. Yeah. And they said, would you like a job? And then when I got in and found the history and the humanitarian that were still helping people, even though back then they called us conspiracy theories, which is everyday conversation today. Yeah. You know, it, it fulfilled that role that I had started out in my early career. Now, you know, one of the things I want you to help us understand is that, you know, when you, and you've laid it out there, when you have paper currency, you know, once upon a time, the currency in the United States of America was backed by gold. It was a gold standard. What has happened to our paper currency once we removed that gold standard? I think it's real, I think it's real interesting and very intriguing. The first, uh, first go-round was with President Roosevelt took us off the gold standard, is what everybody understands, in 1933 when they did the so-called confiscation. Mm -hmm. um, we actually didn't come off the standard. It was put on hold, which is how they got around the Constitution. See, actually, when you get in Article 1, Section 10, of the Constitution says that we are not to create anything for debt. We are not to create any currency. We are not that is not backed by silver and gold. And it was our founding fathers knew that what would end up happening is we would overspend if it was backed by nothing, which would cause us to overprint, which would cause us to have a devaluation in the dollar. So the question you ask is what has actually happened? We actually didn't come off technically until Nixon brought us off in 1971. Mm -hmm. And when he did such, right, changed the Constitution, we came off of the, the gold standard, and exactly that has taken place. Well, We've he over didn't change the Constitution. He just did not abide by the Constitution. Yeah, exactly. He yeah. did not abide by, right? Yeah. He went in and found a government loophole in order to get us out of, he cut all ties of the dollar to gold itself. Mm -hmm. And since then, since 1968, what has happened is the dollar's lost 75% of its purchasing power mm. since we've come in off the standard. 
Now, when you look at what is happening with the BRICS, uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and I believe also they're trying to bring in South Africa, they're trying to undermine the dollar as the international standard. Uh, when you think about the fact that we're no longer backing our fiat currency, that I think that's the best way to, to describe it, with some type of hard you know, standard like the gold, are they going to be successful in doing that, you think? I mean, as long as we continue down the path that we're on? Oh, I think so. Absolutely. I mean, what they're doing is they're backing themselves. Central banks are buying more gold now than they have in the last 50 years. And the reason for that is the fall of the dollar. Mm -hmm. These central banks want to own something that's not simultaneously somebody else's liability, which is gold and silver. Once we weaponize the dollar, yeah. we pretty much put the nail in the coffin for it. So if central banks are going out there and purchasing the gold, and I guess maybe some silver also, what's your advice? What should we be doing as individuals? And explain to us the display that you have here before us. Well, what I brought was so that people could have an understanding Right, that our, our, our fiat currency, which is today's $10 bill, right, mm -hmm. was actually right done off of a, it looks similar, right? This a little was bigger. A little bigger. This was a $10 gold certificate. Ah. And what this stated on it was simply $10 in gold coin, payable to the bear on demand. At the time, $10 gold coin was a $10 liberty. Mm-hmm. Right, roughly half an ounce, right? And then we did away with the gold standard. Now it doesn't have to be back. So what had to happen for every one of these that we printed, we had to have one of these in the bank. Mm -hmm. So we could not overprint, we could not overspend. And some analysts have said that if we'd have stayed on the gold standard, we would not have inflation. Mm -hmm. Maybe we wouldn't have $33 trillion in debt. Unmanageable debt. Yeah that we've kicked down the road. So the interesting thing is both times that we have attempted or done coming off the gold standard has been in times that the U.S. was in trouble. Yeah. Roosevelt did it during the Depression. Nixon did it during a recession. Yeah. And so we're paying that consequence now. The problem is most people, right, haven't been educated on the fact that this isn't money, right? Our, we've been ingrained from our grandparents to hang on to the dollars when time gets tough. But... Our grandparents held on to real money. And the same token that you have that in gold, you have it in silver. This silver certificate said payable on demand. This Morgan dollar is one dollar. Mm -hmm. This fiat currency is what the government says. And it's not backed by anything. The government's promised to pay. So so therefore do the American people really have individual financial security or not? In the modern banking system, I, modern banking I would have system. to say no. Okay. I mean, we've seen what happens to bank accounts during hurricanes where accounts get shut down. People can't access their money during major terrorist attacks. We've seen what happens when banks get closed. We saw what happened in Canada recently where the government went in and, you know, cut off the accounts of all of those truckers because, you know, they were out there, you know, petitioning their government for a redress of grievance, one of your First Amendment rights that we have here. So how do we do better for the American people? We go back to what our founding forefathers said. Okay. I'm not recommending that we go back on a gold standard because we've certainly got ourselves into a spot that 
there's not enough gold to get us out of the deficit that we've created. Mm -hmm. However, for the individual, you don't know what's going to happen. There's, there's so many alarming scenarios out there today that it could literally come from us from any political or economic disruption to where the dollar fell altogether. And if that happened, the only thing that out there currency-wise that could be traded into any other currency is gold and silver. Now, when you hear this new terminology of a centralized banking digital currency, uh, what's your biggest concern with that? It gives them all the control. Yeah. I mean, it's not much different than what we're sitting in today. People say, well, you got to make America cashless. Well, they've done a very good job of that thus far. Mm -hmm. I mean, my paycheck doesn't come to me anymore, and I don't go to the bank to put it in. It goes. It, it's people all people aren't like, writing checks. People even. aren't. Yeah, they're carrying ATMs. People aren't carrying cash. They have an app if they want to split lunch bills together. Well, do you have you know Cash App? Do you have Venmo? Don't have to go to the grocery store, DoorDash, it or, or whatever. I mean, it's incredible to me. Once upon a time, you had to get one of these and a you know and a and a rifle and go out and get your food, now you can sit on your couch and order your food and it's brought to you. How lazy have we gotten? Lazy, lazy. And, and the thing that scares me the most about the centralized digital banking mm -hmm. currency is that it would give them total control. So how does the American people, and you've got so many commercials out there that are talking about gold and silver. What is the focus of United Patriot Coin? How are you seeking to differentiate yourself in this market of all of these other, uh, I don't know, solicitors or, or whatever you want to call them, of, of gold and silver. What's your focus at United Patriot Coin? Education. Okay. We want people to know what it is they're doing and why they're doing it. We're not trying to go out there and use the headlines to, you know, propagate fear, to have people making emotional decisions where that's where a lot of people end up getting taken advantage of. And what we want to do different is we want to ask our customers questions find out what their goals are, and then show them what we know so that they can make an educated decision based on how they operate with their money. So if you're a brand new person and you want to now develop a gold and silver portfolio, what type of advice would you give a uh, first-time uh, person looking to, to, to purchase this commodity? First time coming in, you want to look at bullion, and you okay. want to look at coins that are from one of the major mints because they are legal tender, and that has to go through some government scrutiny in order to know that your fineness is what your fineness is. Not to mention that if you were dealing with, for example, the American Gold American Eagle or the Silver American Eagle, mm -hmm. they're protected under Public Law 99-185. And what that public law did was it deemed that series numismatic. Therefore, they are not reportable transactions as law is written. It's one of the only coins that has a written law that protects it. Wow. Now, when you look at this, this first-time investor in gold and silver, you know, where do you see gold? And, I mean, what trends are you seeing happening right now as far as the you know, rate of return and you know, the pricing index on gold and silver? How do you see that trending right now? We try to stay away from the pricing. Speculations. Of yeah. That's what a lot of companies want to go out there and do. A lot of companies go out there and go, you know, based on Bank of America, they think gold's going to be at $3,000 an ounce by the end of this year. And uh, the gentleman that wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad, his yeah. name, you know, he's coming out and saying that we should have $5,000 an ounce gold. 
Well, my question to them and, and to a new buyer would be based on what? Mm -hmm. You know, that's based on if the dollar continued to do what the dollar is doing. And so <clears throat> if we had a collapse in the dollar, you wouldn't be basing. I mean, gold could actually go the other direction. So what we focus on more so than the spot price, where I can talk to you about that, we try to focus customers in understanding that it's purchasing power over gain. What it's, what it's done in the past. For example, 1968, gold was $35 an ounce, right? And that $35 an ounce would have bought you 22 barrels of oil. Mm. Fast forward to today. Gold sitting today somewhere right around 2000. It'll still buy 22 barrels of oil, right? But that $35 won't buy a quarter of a half a barrel. Right, so the purchasing power of the precious metals have stayed intact throughout time. And what we don't want people to do is get wrapped up into speculation and treating it the same way they would a stock. This is something that you wanna have in case. This is insurance on your money. You have insurance on every aspect of your life. Mm -hmm. But what insurance do you have on your hard-earned money that you put in the bank? So that's what I mean by educating versus speculating. Right, we want to take the cold hard facts of what it's done before. So what would you recommend that, that first time uh, investor in the precious metals, where would they start and how do they incrementally, I mean, do they increase it? How do they increase their investment? How do they increase their purchasing of these precious metals? Obviously that's going to be different depending yeah. upon who it is that yeah. we talk to. But if I had to categorize that, right, <clears throat> we like to take and split a portfolio into three different areas. Okay because we believe in diversification, even within precious metals. So even for all the doom and gloom that you hear out there, right, we have been predicting the end of time since the beginning of time. Yeah. So in case that doesn't happen, there's a segment of coins that move much more aggressive that is back to a supply and you know, demand economic, low supply, high demand would increase price, right? But for your first time people, we like to build the house on, on rock mm -hmm. rather than sand, right? Mm -hmm. So you would want to start out in bullion, okay. right? And then as we determined what your needs were and what your amounts were would be how you would incrementally move. And as you learn and get educated on bullion, you start to find and discover the beauty and the history and the rarity in, in rare coins. Now, here in the state of Texas, if I'm correct, we've got a little gold depository here. How does that affect the state of Texas? I mean... Does that mean that, you know, our, our you know, deposits, our, our finances here have that as a, as a standard that can back it and make sure that this state can never go into default? I mean, what, what's, what's the status of the Texas bullion that we have here? The Texas bullion depository was actually set up so that you would have somewhere to store your gold outside of a bank. Okay. And when you get down to it for what we're discussing and what we're seeing happen to this country and this economy you don't want anybody else holding your gold. Okay. They all have a place for your portfolio. I don't have anything against ETFs. I don't have anything against stocks. I don't have anything against the COMEX, right? But with those transactions and ETFs, you actually never own the metal. It's all done online, on computer, which, again, we're going back to who controls mm -hmm. what. All they have to do is hit a click of a button, and you can't access your money, and then where are you at? Mm -hmm. would be the same thing with putting your money in a depository. I'm not saying there's not a time or a place for that you know we do handle individual retirement accounts which are held at a depository texas was the first state 
to have a regulated depository. Mm -hmm. And so the benefit to that is that, you know, there are somebody at the state level at least looking over the shoulder of who's managing those accounts. Because mm -hmm. I know that a uh, dear friend of ours doesn't live too far away from this area here in Denton County, Kevin Freeman, was really working hard for legislation in this last legislative session so that, you know, people that had that bullion in the Texas Depository could actually somehow use that. Uh, it's sad that uh, legislation didn't get a, get a hearing and get uh, the opportunity to go through. But maybe in the future, do you think that that would be a good thing for folks to be able to have the access to the bullion that they have here? I think that what you're going to see in the future is there's about 12 states right now that have voted into law for gold and silver to become currency again, mm. legal tender. Mm. Uh, and I know it's on the, on the brink of a couple of other states. Um, one being, I believe, Georgia, okay. um, where they're actually bringing in and they have what they call goldbacks. And those goldbacks are printed on the metal itself. But it's more of a currency transaction than it is a gold play at this point. Okay. Um, the goldback would be in fractional amount, um, minuscule, for lack of better terminology, of what the gold content would be of actual physical gold and silver. So when you said earlier that probably the, the ship has set sail for us to do something in getting this standard back at a federal government level, uh, maybe there are some things that we can have happen at the state level? Oh, yes. Yeah. And, you know, there's power in numbers. So the more states that adopt that, right, I mean, that's how, that's how this market works to begin with. It's, mm -hmm. We just allow the government to set the price rather than the people to make the price, you know. We often talk to farmers and farmers are like, you know, we're the only group out there that actually has to kind of garage sell our product. Mm -hmm. We don't get to set our pricing, yeah. right? But when it actually comes to a, a parallel economy, it would be hard for you to use a coin that was in a depository, right? Unless you had a piece of paper that deemed that it was backed by, Absolutely. right? So you're right back to the same principle of what the gold standard was intended to to begin with. There's not enough money to be made or line pockets mm -hmm. and going back to a gold standard that would keep everybody in check. Is the federal government, uh, the federal reserve friend or foe? Be honest. I, I would have to say foe. Okay. I mean, you know, my opinion, right. After reading a great book, right. Fictional book, which was the creature of Jekyll Island mm -hmm. that talks about the founding of the federal reserve. Mm -hmm says the Federal Reserve's out for the elite. They're trying to protect their own interests. You know, the banking system is not much different than Las Vegas. You know, they don't keep those lights on and you don't hear all those pretty sounds going off yeah. without them making a profit. Yeah. That's why I don't care to, to go to Las Vegas except for a good prime rib deal. There's good food. Yeah, you know, it's the, good food. The buffet's not, not bad. I mean, yeah, it's not bad. If I have to be there. Yeah, but I like my money in my pocket. And I like to be able to hold and touch it, right? Absolutely. You know, I mean, our founding fathers knew. I mean, that's why they said what they said. And we don't need to rewrite the Constitution. No. We just need to educate people to reread it. Educate people on it, and when necessary, I mean, we do have an amendment process, uh, and I think that there are a lot of things that we can look at. I mean, getting the federal government on a balanced budget, uh, which as many of our states have to be, that would uh, preclude them from going out with the excessive spending, which, as you say, is not backed by anything. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's just fiat currency. 
How can people get in touch with you? How can people get involved with United Patriot Coin? And, you know, what's the best way for them to take that first step in the education process? First step of the education process is we've started, based on your recommendation also, um, what we like to in-house called chalkboard talks, yeah. where I've gone on um, YouTube and I've done short, interactive, very quick educational videos that explain what we've talked about today in much more detail, mm -hmm. you know, in different scenarios, how precious metals have outperformed the purchasing power of the dollar. And that's a great place for you to start out. I would recommend you go watch a few of those, right? Mm -hmm. And then, right, you can contact us, you know, either via the website at unitedpatriotcoin.com. Okay. Or you can follow us on social media at United Patriot Coin on Instagram and Facebook. Just no TikTok because we, we don't play around with the Chinese Communist Party, okay? So no TikTok. Well, as a matter of fact, it's actually a company policy that they don't have TikTok on their phone. I like them even we're, more. We're, we're not going to allow the Chinese to come in and listen to what it is that we're doing to try to protect oh, fellow patriots. So absolutely. I, I know you were having fun with that, but at the same token, we, yeah. we also agree. No TikTok. Well, great. So what's next for you and United Patriot Coin? We're working on a sister company, um, soon, to, soon to be open, called United Patriot Supply. Okay. Um, and, and that's going to be one of our other amendments that we like to protect, which is the Second Amendment. Yes, sir. It will be a guns and premier guns and ammo store. So the two most important thing is your financial security and your physical security. And that's what United Patriot Coin and United Patriot Supply is all about. And to me, those are the most important things. Uh, as you look at going forward for the future, not just for yourself, but for your children and grandchildren. What are your closing comments you'd like to share with everybody here on the Steadfast and Lower program? Camera's yours. Well, what we'd like to um, make sure you understand is that gold and silver aren't number one on our list. Um, the guns and ammo aren't number one on our list. At United Patriot Coin, we put God first. We think in order to heal this country and heal this land, right, if God's people will hit their knees, pray and repent, he said he will heal. So I think if we get back to some of the things that we thank the colonel for talking about on his constitutional debriefings and what our founding fathers founded this country upon, that, that we can fix what's going on. But in the meantime, you're going to want to protect yourself. And it's not too late for you to get out of fiat currency or paper assets into hard assets. And we hope you'll give us a chance to educate you. And the website again? UnitedPatriotCoin.com. Well, thank you so much, Trey Bow, for joining us here at the Steadfast and Loyal Program, and we are honored to be a platform for you. And please visit the website, unitedpatriotcoin.com, unitedpatriotcoin.com. Thank you so very much, and we'll see you next time. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for joining us on this episode of the Steadfast and Loyal Program. Very special thanks to Trey Bow, the president of United Patriot Coin, for joining us and helping us to understand a little bit more about gold and silver and how we can attain financial security and back up our currency to make sure that it means something. So if you like this program, please click that like button and share it with others. And until next time, steadfast and loyal. Before they burn it down.